1: Hello everyone, it's that time for the Jaymore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome once again to the J Moore Tech Talk Show. It is great to be here, Marcus. It's great to have you. How are you doing this Friday evening? I'm
2: doing good, It's Very good to see you once again on another Friday.
1: Yeah, it is great. I can't believe it's Friday. I don't even know where the month of June went. Do you? Oh, it just flew right by, by us, and here we are in July. <laughs> we're in July, and pretty soon yeah. we're going to be talking about August. Absolutely. But, you know, we have a great guest tonight. We have Catherine Leonard, who I think you're really going to enjoy a little bit later in the program. Uh, She's the author of um, Catherine's Divine Riches Project, and um, she helps people empower their lives very quickly. Uh, She's had experience in the mental, emotional health areas with crisis, and she talks about different types of empathy and Uh, she's pretty amazing person. If you look at some of her content, so we're going to get a chance to chat with her a little bit later. And, um, she also has a gift, uh, that she'll be providing us. That'll be on our website when we actually, uh, transcribe this, uh, to help you feel a little better about yourself. So Lots of great stuff coming up, but let's get right into the show. So Jeff Bezos, right, our good old friend, Mr. Jeff, he (laughs) has something called the two-pizza rule. Have you ever heard of that before, Marcus?
2: This is my first time ever hearing of a two-pizza rule. What the heck is that, John?
1: (laughs) Well, um, it's a simple rule, and it was actually, I'm going to say, derived by Mr. Jeff Bezos, as you remember, the former uh, CEO of of, uh, Amazon. And his whole goal is to maximize meeting effectiveness. Hmm. So the concept uh, revolves around uh, the premise that a meeting uh, should not need more than two pizzas to feed everyone. Oh,
2: wow, wow.
1: So it's kind of a quick and dirty method uh, for ensuring that you don't have a big group and that no one really gets drowned out. So if you just have two pizzas, there's not a lot of slices in a, in a, in a pie, are there? No, that's, that's not at all. So, yeah. So if there's, yeah. what, about eight slices? And I guess he's probably saying that you can't have more than eight people in a room if people are going to have two slices each, right? Well, he doesn't makes, want to be eating more than eight people. Yeah.
2: That, and that makes total sense. You know, I, I can see where you know you can get a lot more done with, with just eight
1: people. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the two pizza rule. So if you're having problems in your business or if you're having problems in your family, maybe it's time to implement the two pizza rule. Maybe get rid of some of your, uh, I don't know, extended family that shouldn't be there or those friends (laughs) that you just can't seem to get rid of. You know, they they show up and they're like park. You ever had anybody like that, Marcus? They're like (laughs) park at your counter. Like, what's he doing here? Oh, he just stopped by because we were having pot roast. (laughs) <laughs> oh okay oh i'm gonna get ready and i'll be down in a few minutes yeah oh listen i have this is like oh anything else oh why don't you check with him uh what do you think we should do oh i don't care well what should we have and then they suddenly make dessert based on what he wants right. well don't ask me i mean it doesn't matter at all <laughs> 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 but so that's the two pizza rule and uh yeah. if you want more effective meetings thanks to mr uh, jeff bezos Just go ahead and get yourself two pizzas. You could even go to your um, local stop and shop or your food town or your BJ's and go pick up, you know, two DiGiorno's or whatever or whatever pies they have and get um, get two pies. But I don't know if that applies if you're going to get Elio's pizza because, um, you know, they come in slices. So you have to kind of, I guess, (laughs) put 16 in the oven. It's probably the, but you know you can get some pies that have ten. And what if you cut the slices smaller? Does that mean that I can actually invite two more people?
2: You know <laughs> what? You got something going there, John. And I haven't even seen piece of cutting squares. And and then you got a little, little bit more, you know, eight. So
1: yeah, so that that's going to be uh, something very interesting. But you know, Marcus, something really interesting uh, happened in the news. Uh, actually, a while ago. Ever know. I'm not sure if you heard of them. They quietly disappeared from the anti surveillance lobbying groups website. Hmm. Yeah, this is very interesting. It was back around 2013. Hmm. Many of you may or may not be familiar with this. Uh, there were eight tech companies and hmm. they were accused of, let's say, just taking money and put it in their own pocket for their hmm. users data um, to the U.S. National Security Agency under what they called the prism program right it was a very highly quote-unquote classified um government document program and it got leaked by the nsa by a whistleblower you probably know the guy's name oh yeah mr snowden mr yeah. snowden yes yep. Yep. and six months later these tech companies formed uh i guess a group you will say under the name Reform Government Surveillance, which, as the name would suggest, was to lobby with lawmakers to reform government surveillance laws. Mm -hmm. It seemed pretty simple, right, to uh, pitch your idea to lawmakers and to limit surveillance. I mean, it seemed like a really open and shut case, uh, no pun intended there. But, you know, Apple, Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Microsoft, Twitter, Yahoo, and AOL, um as you know later became uh, verizon media <laughs> which <laughs> owns um quite a bit of TechCrunch for now yeah. and um you know they were the founding members of the reformed government's surveillance or what they like to call rgs they all like to use acronyms i don't know do they think they're hiding something or do they just sound more cool i don't get it you know <laughs> <laughs> and over the years they added amazon Dropbox, Evernote, Snap and now guess who else, Marcus? Zoom.
2: Hmm. See, seems like the bigger you get, you become part of the fan club, it looks like.
1: Yeah, you become part of the community, oh, part yeah, of the, the, the boy
2: club, the boy club. The yeah,
1: boy, boy club, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but then around 2019, like we didn't have enough to deal with with the pandemic or <laughs> um Evernote quietly disappeared from RGS's website without any warning. Mm. But strangely enough, nobody noticed it for two years, not even Evernote. So that means that it wasn't Evernote's idea to leave the website. Right. And I want to make a quote. We hadn't realized our logo had been removed from the reformed government surveillance website, close quote, said an Evernote spokesperson when they reached for comment by TechCrunch, who, by the way, quote unquote, we are still members. (laughs) <laughs> so is that a let's say a polite way of just nudging them and saying oh you're out
2: it, it seems that way it, it seems that like me you know maybe the, the the uh the peanut gallery of that club uh just said you know what you know these guys are not very active anymore and there's no need to like you know really you know have them a part of us maybe there's something we disagree on and And I don't
1: think it was the activeness. I think it was the fact that they were against some of the um principal ideas. Yeah. And um, you know how it is, like in a fraternity, if you buck the system well, you're out.
2: (laughs) Easy, (laughs) easily.
1: And they could find a way to replace you in moments, in a fraction of a second, uh, you can be removed. And it was just interesting. I mean, they had to know that they were removed from the website. Mm -hmm. I don't buy that. I think what happened was there was a falling out. Yeah. And then they said they're being removed. And it's just so convenient that the uh, political spokesperson for their company didn't know (laughs) that they were removed from the website. I, I don't buy that. I mean, who do they think they're fooling, Marcus, when they come up with these things. We
2: know a lot of this stuff gets, gets handled over dinners and over coffee, coffee and all and, and drinks. And, and it's, it's really hard to believe that this just happened by some mistake or it's really bull crap. Like you said, John, it, it, really, it, didn't, it didn't
1: happen really, by mistake. This right. was something. And I don't want to point fingers. It could be Facebook. It could be Yahoo. It could be zoom. It could be anybody. There could be something that maybe they didn't align on or the fact that if they maybe push their point, it was going to cost that company money. And maybe it was something to do with privacy and they didn't want that law to be enacted because that might take away immense revenue from them, either now or in the future. Mm. You know, Marcus, it's always about money and even though it comes down to power, it ultimately comes back to money, ego and money. Those are the two things that I think can drive almost anybody apart.
2: Yeah, very easily, very easily. And um, it, it, with with the, the household name that, you know, we see on this list here, it, it's very easy to see how egos can really, you know, collide very, without a drop of the dime, you know, so.
1: And if you don't agree, well, there's always another person for your seat. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> So yeah. our uh, our next guest is is pretty amazing. Her name is Catherine Leonard, and uh, she's the author and founder of Catherine's Divine Riches Project, uh, Life Empowerment Fast Tracks for Life Change. And she um, is going to share some insights with us and give us a few tips on uh, what she discovered for herself in overcoming uh, a devastating life because she had a lot of challenges, I understand, from uh, looking at some of her information and um, hopefully how these challenges that she's had the opportunity to be part of, to share with us so that uh, many of us won't fall into these same traps and hopefully they can help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll learn about some of the shocking statistics. I uh, will learn a little bit about empathy and um, some critical things that I think we need to know about ourselves. Uh, please help me welcome ladies and gentlemen tonight to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Ms. Catherine, um, Leonard. Well, welcome Catherine. It is a pleasure to have you here on the Jay Moore tech talk show this evening.
0: Thank you, John. I'm so happy to be here with you.
1: We're going to learn a lot of great things. You know, with the pandemic, um, I don't want to say behind us, but definitely let's say a little bit further behind than it was before I think the most important thing is that people are trying to get some sort of solvency right that's what they're trying to get right now and the problem is people are just looking for hope aren't they they just want some type of hope to be able to get a little bit better I think than where they were uh before and I guess when we talk about this, this is having a pretty big effect, isn't it, on the global and mental, emotional um, crisis in the world? Uh, what can you tell us about that, Catherine, how that's affecting us, maybe with some numbers or some statistics? How is this actually ha- uh, you know, affecting our world?
0: Yes, John, well, absolutely. I found some really interesting statistics. Um, In November 2019, the American Heart Association CEO Roundtable commissioned a study, and it was called Mental Health, a Workforce Crisis. And they found that one in five workers are dealing with some kind of mental or emotional health challenge. The World Health Organization went on to say that stress is the pandemic of the 21st century on a global basis. And it was said to cost US businesses three billion B billion dollars a year. And the thing is, is those stats were from before the pandemic. So did you have a comment on that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm just blown away with those numbers, Catherine. I mean, they are just they're astronomical.
0: Oh, but wait, John, because a year later, In November 2020, there's a study came out by two Harvard economists. One actually was a former US Treasury Secretary and he said that the pandemic could cost the US alone, watch this, $16 trillion conservatively if it ends by this fall and 1.6 trillion were attributed to the effects of mental and emotional health and well-being in people that have been affected by this. This is—it's it's affecting forty percent of people in U.S. studies. That's four out of ten people.
1: That's just shattering. And I don't yes. think people realize, you know, the gravity of the situation and even the effects of COVID-19—not from the beginning, but the long-term effects. The financial effects i was talking with gentlemen before about how the housing market is changing and this is all because of you know what the government has done with the economy and how they're not you know properly planning but it's definitely becoming a definitely a magnet of stress for a lot of people and so my question is you know obviously people are being challenged with this and um when we talk about you know empathy uh what are some of the Types of empathy related to this crisis that might be interesting to our viewers.
0: Sure, um, self care is something really important in light of the effects of this on everybody. And we're the thing is is nobody really knows what the ripple effect is going to be from the pandemic as we go forward, not only economically but again from the mental and emotional health and well being standpoint because we've had not only the pandemic. But Black Lives Matter, the Capitol siege, the politics, COVID, and the wars that are going on in the world. So we're all being bombarded with this in the media, you know, day after day, this trauma. And the thing is, is something that can help people with this is to understand and be able to apply the different types of empathy. First of all, empathy is briefly defined as being able to relate to something that someone is going through. So again, we're seeing the media images. We can a lot of us can relate to a lot of the people what our people are going through. So as a point of self-care, if you can remember there are two kinds of empathy. There is emotional empathy when you actually are feeling the pain that someone is going through, and then there's compassionate empathy. Whereas you can relate and maybe understand to what something someone is going through, but you don't go down the spiral with them. And it's from that space that you can offer help in some way if you would choose to do so. So it's a much, much more healthy, much healthier way to operate from.
1: Do most people, Catherine, understand these, I'm going to call them sub-dichotomies or or are they pretty much like pie in the sky if you were to ask just random people on the street about this?
0: You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303 292 9992, now in Lowry or downtown. I think that I think it is a distinction that most people are not aware of. And that's why I wanted to bring it to their attention to help them, because it's important for your own happiness and well being to understand and practice the difference because it doesn't help you and it doesn't help that other person to actually feel that pain. And most people really don't want you to. What they're looking for is your understanding and perhaps your help.
1: So what we're talking about is, I guess, by embracing yourself to make yourself a little more centered and so that you can focus on um, kind of going within uh, when there's so much noise and chaos outside, Uh, I know that can become a little bit challenging to just you know, shut the mind down and try to go within. I know I've loved to meditate for many, many years and Mm -hmm. uh, also having a degree in clinical hypnosis. It's amazing what the mind does, but some people I think are a little scared of the mind, aren't they?
0: (laughs) The great unknown territory. Absolutely. I think the best thing, maybe not is to understand the mind, but to be able to manage your feelings and emotions. And does that make sense?
1: It does. You know, when I graduated college, I went back several years to get my de- my second degree. And what I found out is I learned all the coding and the um, nomenclature and the language to program computers and technology. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know the language of the brain, which is what I studied neurolinguistic programming and then got clinical hypnosis. And, I, and what I realized is it's just a language. And so when you understand the language or the modality, I'm going to call it of the brain, it's actually not that complicated. But a lot of people don't want to harness that.
0: <laughs> I'll agree with that. And I think, um, you know, something important to understand also is the effect of uh, negative emotions. You know, what that has on us and our ability to cope with our day to day situations Um It's important to understand how you're feeling and how you're able to be present for yourself and others. So when you have these negative emotions and that starts with that big bad F word, which is fear, which we've all seen a lot of over the past year or so, it affects your goals, your intentions, the things, the happy things that you want in your life. Um, And so that's why it's important to keep yourself centered. And an example like to, what I like to give is that if you think about something that you need or want in your life that would bring you happiness, whether it's a relationship or money or health, and it's on its way. It's, it's it's on its way to you. You know, it's coming down the street. It's coming to your door like an Amazon truck, and you know, you throw those orange cones into the road and detour signs. That's what it's like when you have negative emotions, and so they just delay the good that's on its way to you coming to you. So if you can get yourself centered, remain centered as much as possible, it keeps you in that more positive space in order to bring those things to yourself.
1: I love that analogy. And one thing a lot of people may not know is a reticular activating system in that it was actually designed so that we could actually be able to stay alive and to hunt. And so when we uh, use it, whether we choose to use it or not, it's still activated. And I always say to people, you know, what's your favorite car, color? And they give me a color and I tell them, you know, that's great. And there there are a lot of cars with that color. Like, yeah, there are. Why drive a white car? Oh, there aren't that many white cars. But I think there are a lot of white cars. So there's actually the same amount of white cars as there are their color. It's just that what you're focusing on. So I think when you become centered is a really good way of understanding how our reticular activating system, or I like to call it our sensor, Mm -hmm. is giving us a perspective of the world and all these different possibilities that we can tie into. But if we're not open to these possibilities, they just sort of go past us like a little bump in the road.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I have a personal experience I'd like to share on that, John. Sure. Uh, In my most recent visit to my mom, um, she she saw these pinwheels at the dollar store. Okay. So they make her happy. They're up, they're uplifting for her. She's an older woman. So keep that into consideration. So anyway, so it's like I you know, helped her pick up a few of these pinwheels and she's like, well, Catherine, do you want one of those? I'm like, nah, I don't think so, mom. But later it was like, yeah, I picked one up. So I thought, well, I'll think of you mom, you know, when I'm in my own space and that'll make me happy and whatever. So the funniest thing is, is I walk a lot. And when, when I've been out walking, I have noticed pinwheels everywhere that I never saw before on the same routes that I'm walking. So that's my example with regard to, you know, what you focus on expands. And even in a minor way like that.
1: I love that. And a lot of people today, you know, when we say to meditate and they think it's some like, you know, voodoo magic, it's not, it's bringing yourself in, it's getting yourself centered, And it's really developing, I like to call the muscle of our reticular activating system. And so that it's able to attract good because it'll attract whatever you want. It's just what you focus on. And what I like to tell people to do, Catherine, is to reward the behavior you like. So if you like the fact that you're able to cook well or you're able to bring money in or you're able to help people, well, reward that behavior. And you're gonna get more of that behavior. So that, that's one thing uh, I, I like to say. Now, I have a question for you. And that is, how do you take your temperature, Catherine, to see if you really are centered?
0: <laughs> Thank you for that question, John. Um, I will use a personal experience, okay? Right before this interview, um, I couldn't find, a something that I was looking for and time was ticking and it was like, oh my gosh. And I thought, you know, I started to think to myself, oh, you know, you're, you're going to do this interview with John and here you are. And you're starting to get frazzled because you can't find something that you need. And it's like, I sort of chuckled to myself. Cause I thought, well, you know, um, one of the major tools that we all have. Okay. But you have to remember to use it when you need it is the number one tip that I'll give people is, is, to oxygen up. And what does that mean? That's the deep breathing. We've all heard this a million times before. and But to remember to use the body's natural calming system through those deep breaths is something you have to remember. So I I stopped, took a few deep breaths, and then I could think more clearly about where, where it was that I put that piece of paper. I was able to find it, center myself and get back. So it's very easy for me to take my temperature. It's like when I'm not feeling focused and present, that's when I know that I'm not.
1: I like that. And I think more people need to be, I'm gonna use the word conscientious of what thoughts they're putting in their head and what they're focusing on. I think it's just as important to focus on our thoughts as we focus on the type of food we wanna eat or the water or the beverages.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, when we if you think of something like like frustration or fear or anxiety or stress, so you know just you know take a minute to feel that. And then if you switch that and think of calm, being fully supported, knowing that everything is working out for you and that your good is coming to you, and you know, just feel that difference, you know, in telling yourself, hey, I'm strong, I'm positive, I'm confident that I'm happy and that I'm the difference in that but it takes being centered in order to become aware of those thoughts so that you can make the choice
1: i like that i have to ask you catherine what got you passionate about doing what you do today
0: i wanted to change my life and i didn't know how to do it so from a very young age i was on a personal development quest in one way, shape or form or another. And as an adult, you know, um, there were several times in my life where everything went to ground zero. And after the most recent time that that happened, which was after the 2000, well, right in the timeframe of the 2008 crash of the economy, um, I had had losses with, Family members with disability and sudden death, and I had a health crisis for myself. Um, I was involved in real estate at the time. If anybody knows about um, that, it was a, a sidebar to my personal development work, and it was a point where everything went to ground zero, and I had to stop and say, "What am I to do next?" And I took a lot of time to to really think about that because I knew it would be a big commitment, and that's when. I said, you know, I'm going to take everything that I've learned throughout the course of my life and I need to put the missing pieces together, put it all into a system that not to not only help myself, but then to be able to help other people.
1: I love that, Catherine. I think when we find out how to do things ourselves, we want to share that with the world and uh, our journey and how it's made our life better. And I think personal stories are really, I'm going to say, the medicine or the remedy of the soul, the natural medicine and remedy of the soul, because people love to hear about other people's great success. They like to hear about not just the success, but they like to hear about their trials and tribulations, the journeys they went on, the challenges they went through, Mm -hmm. and then the victories. So I have to ask you before we wrap up what would you tell somebody if they were just a little bit on the fence about wanting to be centered because they just were so hyper they just were so hypochondriatic is probably the best word is there any advice you could give us about that
0: how much time do we have john because what i'm wondering you know i'm going to go back to if you feel like you're skidding off the runway (laughs) whether it's a little bit or a lot Just start with the breathing. It's something anybody can do. Um, It's not going to cost you anything except your time and your attention. And there's a simple technique um, if we have a few minutes, but I'll check with you first on that, John. It's the the simplest way that I found to do this breathing, and it's box breathing, if anyone has heard of that before. Um, It's where you envision the shape of a square box, and you breathe up you're tracing an outline of the box. So you breathe up to a slow count of four, in through your nose. You draw a line in your mind, of course. Pause that breath for four seconds and exhale out, going down the other side of the box. And then at the bottom of the box, you go across, you're just gently holding that breath. And again, up to the slow count of four through your nose, gently pause as you're going across the box, exhale out. your mouth and then again gently pause as you're going through the bottom of the box so again it's called box breathing four 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 and you continue to do that until you feel calmer it might take a couple minutes um but it's something that you can do that will jump start that will oxygen up your natural calming system that you have it's if you for the tech people it's the parasympathetic nervous system but that is a place to start because when you're going like this, it's like you can't focus your attention.
1: And I think the important thing for a lot of people, whether you're technical or not technical, is that you don't need to become an expert at these things, ladies and gentlemen, overnight. You're gonna progress at the level that you start at, but you might be starting at a level that is greater than someone else or less than someone else. It doesn't matter. You just need to start wherever you can. I think the most important thing you'll probably agree with me you have to start wherever you can you can start well exactly. Catherine, this has been an amazing uh interview but before i do say goodbye to you uh i know you have a gift for um our viewers and we're going to actually post that uh on the website so you don't have to worry about um getting uh, that gift or the url so we're going to post it on our website all of our videos uh from our shows actually get um transcribed and they're on our jmore.com website within seven to 14 days so you can have Check that out. You can listen to the entire um, show again. And you can also read the show. So if you missed a point, because we're saying a lot of things that are affecting different nervous systems and different hemispheres in the brain, so you can go back and say, What were they talking about? What did they say? Oh, (laughs) here's what they were saying. I thought they were saying ice cream. No, you didn't say ice cream. (laughs) You, You get my point. It, it was really uh, a pleasure to to have you on the show. And I just want to ask you one last thing. If anyone wants to reach out to you, Catherine, and maybe they uh, would like to talk to you further, uh, how can they do that?
0: Just go to my website. There's all kinds of information, including contact information. It's divineriches.com, just the way it sounds.
1: Well, again, I think this is something that a lot of people need to do. And the first thing everyone needs to do is admit that they need to do it you don't have to admit it to anybody else but you have to admit it to yourself first and you can do this in the privacy of your own home catherine i thank you very much this was a very interesting interview and i know our viewers are definitely going to uh absorb this knowledge and i hope it improves uh some of their lives to become a little more calmer a little more reserved and to maybe live some of the dreams that they've always uh envisioned in their lives
0: Thank you so much for having me, John. My pleasure.
1: Been my pleasure. Well, what did you think of uh, Ms. Catherine Leonard's uh, tips for us and some of the challenges she experienced in life?
2: That was very revealing. Uh, revealing to just get those stats on like the global mental and emotional health crisis. Very impressive and and just uh, real good to get some tips too on uh, how to feel better without. Spending any money.
1: I agree. It was an eye-opener. Yes. I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize. You know, we talk about numbers and statistics every day. What? But I don't think people realize how challenged people are and how much it affects people's lives.
2: Yeah, it's an increasing problem. And we really got to roll it back. And I'm I'm glad she's really putting the information out there and really helping people.
1: And we will have, like I said, when this uh, show actually... Uh, goes on our website and we transcribe it, we will have a link where you can actually click on the link and you can actually get a, a little uh, gift that she has for you. Nice. But, you know, thinking about um this and also about, you know, things to hopefully make you feel better. A lot of people stay inside their house all day. Right. Oh, yeah. And they don't get that natural sunlight. You mm-hmm. know, people have those lights that you could put on so that hopefully you can feel a little better. But I know, when somebody you've all had this challenge before, you know sometimes you don't feel great or whatever whatever mood and mm-hmm. you just don't feel the greatest. it doesn't happen that often. but it has to do with the humidity. It has to do with the the state of, um, let's say the world in right. you know how things are going. It also has to do with actually the amount of um, Wi-Fi and the amount of interference you have. So when you combine all these together, Uh, it can play a little havoc on your body and make it hard to navigate. Sometimes you yeah. feel like you just don't want to even do anything and it's not your body. that doesn't want to do anything. It's, it's a, a false sense you're getting because of um, an effect that's happening in the universe.
2: Exactly. You, you're so right. I, I, I didn't fail, th- felt that before and been there uh, and um, it's a growing problem. So, uh, I'm glad you point, pointed that out, John.
1: It is. And I know sometimes, you know, when, you know, you have a challenging day and people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how many. Are. I'm just like, okay, this day was a little challenging. This is just today. This day is going to be wrapped up. Tomorrow's is be a better day. This was just something. had This day was maybe not as great as I wanted to be. But you get them once in a blue moon. And I think the important thing to realize is that you're going to get tomorrow. You know, it, it's not a time for people to say, okay, I had enough with life. And incidentally, um, you know, we're, we're not really talking about about a suicide in general, but I, I do want to bring this up. Uh, and, and that is uh, the National Suicide uh, uh, Basically Hotline. And so um, because this is important, I do want to uh, pop this on the screen. But this is the number. It is one eight hundred. 273 8255. Again, that's 1 800 273 8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline uh, in the United States. And uh, they help basically funnel over 160 crisis centers that provide 24 7 service via a toll free number. Once again, that number is 1 800 273 8255. Um, It is available to anyone in a suicidal crisis or emotional distress. So if you're not enjoying life or you're saying, you know, you don't want to be here anymore, you're having thoughts of, you know, ending your life, give them a call. Uh, It is a hundred percent confidential. You can call them from your cell phone, you can call them from your home and um, they're there to help you and to help you feel better about yourself. And so, you know, that, that might be the thing. Maybe you're having a challenge with a relationship or maybe it's a money issue or, Maybe it's a stress issue with school because you're not getting the grades that you're expected to get, or maybe it's something at work, right? It could right. be anything. So, you know, definitely give them a call. If you do need help, um, I will tell you that I was uh, at my college, I was uh, a peer counselor and uh, we provide our own suicide prevention line, but we always told people that, um, you know, if you can't reach us, you can always call this number, which is an easy way to remember It's just 1-800-273-TALK. I mean, that's not easy to remember, right? 1-800-273-TALK. So again, if you're having emotional distress, you're not enjoying your life, uh, where you feel to the point where you just don't know if you want to go on anymore. And, uh, you know, maybe you don't have anybody around you that loves you. And I think it's really important that people know that they're there is a reason and a purpose for your life on this earth. And if you haven't found it yet, well, um, you will, you will. Right. But there's no reason to to take your life or anyone else's for that matter, because you're having an experience that's just something you can't deal with right now. All right. So um, important, important stuff, but you know, um, thinking about, you know, sitting home, a lot of people watch TV, don't they?
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah, Sometimes they
1: watch too much. And there was all yeah. these uh, binges with, you know, going with the different types of TV, whether we're talking to 1080p. Then we had the LCD, the LED. Yeah, the 4K. Uh, TVs, <laughs> 4K and the 8K yeah. will be coming out soon. Yeah. And so there is a new inexpensive backlight that actually makes your big TV even more immersive. Hmm. Yeah, so um, the Philips Ambilight televisions for almost two decades. Uh, you can watch uh, these displays bleed onto the wall into an amazing array of colors, wow. and so this is something you have to literally see with your eyes. Uh, a lot of people can't believe it, but. People say they can't justify the price for the premium, despite the promise of the immersive viewing and how it literally, um, let's say, bathes your room in, <laughs> in these kind of colors, so that you really feel part of it. Uh, now, they also have something called a Philips Hue external Hue Play Box. Okay. So, if the TV wasn't enough for you, or you didn't want to spend the money on TV, you could buy the Hue Play Box. Now, what the heck is that? Well. <laughs> It's a box that adds ambient uh, light to any TV. And mm. it'll set you back about $229 plus tax. Wow.
2: No, that's that's not bad, actually.
1: Um, and it requires you to buy lights to use with it. Um, so it's not like you just get the box. You still yeah. have to buy lights to use it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that that's, that's <laughs> going to increase the, the, the budget a little bit more. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to increase the budget. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is this, do you really want that? You know, that, that's the right. thing you have to ask yourself, you know, and is it something that, you know, is going to make a difference in your life? A lot of people are saying they don't want to spend the money. And so, you know, right. they have immersion TV backlights and um, they have uh, freestanding lamps. Um, in fact, uh, Lyra's is another one by Govi. They have an immersion backlight kit. You know, they make a kit. You mm. know, it's gonna be expensive when they tell you it's a kit, right? Yeah. When they sell you one thing, it's like very inexpensive. When it's a kit, oh, yeah, we can easily get a couple hundred bucks or more for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they claim that uh, it's got a budget price to ignite your dreams, mm. so it could transform this bland living room into what they call, and I quote-unquote, a hyper-chromatic party. It starts (laughs) at 80 bucks, and sometimes it's less if you find it on sale. It includes all the components you need to make it work short, right off the TV shelf. It's called the Govi Immersion Kit. And so if you... Are wondering what the heck am I talking about? Well, if you've ever gone to a friend's house and you watch TV and there's these colors that come out, right? Right. Well, imagine the colors coming out of your TV set and onto the wall.
2: I can imagine it, but you know, I I, I can beg beg the the you know as a, as an advocate, Davis advocate here that it might be a little distracting for some of your favorite shows.
1: Yeah, and this one here is saying that it'll be right around 79.99 on our friend's Amazon. Uh, but the Govi Immersion Kit, um, which goes on the back of your TV, it takes about an hour because uh, there's a lot of caution has to be advised with how to glue over 12 feet. You heard me right. 12 feet of LED lights to a thin and very expensive LED OLED TV. Mm. So the strip is a single strand of RGBIC LEDs. And it just kind of rests on the top of um, your TV with the strong 3M adhesive. Great. Some people say they want to use masking tape because you know maybe they put them on and you can't get the stuff off that easily. No,
2: that's not going to come
1: off. <laughs> Govi says, and I quote, unquote, the immersion kit is suitable for TVs between 55 and 65 inches with the single LED light strip divided into sections measuring approximately 70 centimeters. For the sides and 120 centimeters along the top and the bottom. Mm -hmm. So now you got to figure out how much you need (laughs) and put it in the right spots. (laughs) So now the other question you're going to probably ask me is well, this sounds pretty cool, but John, how the heck does this work? Well, I thought you'd never ask me. The Govi Mm -hmm. Immersion TV kit relies on an external camera to synchronize the LEDs with any colors it detects on the display. Thus, quote-unquote, the Hue Playbox, oh. uh, will work with content fed to it via HDMI. And um, apparently that gives Govi the advantage for anyone who relies heavily on content source directly from apps installed on their smart TVs. So if you're somebody who wants to use apps, um, you can do that, and it will very, very easily to take that content and give you a very, what they call, quote-unquote, immersive experience. Now, the place of the camera is extremely crucial. So if you don't put them in the appropriate places, you're going to be more than disappointed with the results. And the Govi marketing materials suggest that the camera has to sit on the top of the TV. But when you open uh, the companion phone app, that you learn that it also can be placed at the bottom of the TV. So mm. which is better? So you're going to have to play around and see what your environment uh, looks the best in. And um, the TV, usually in most places, if it's on the wall, it sits on a cabinet. Sometimes it has a sound bar in front of it. Right. And a lot of times it completely hides the camera mounted below it. So now what do you do? The sound blocks most of the bottom strip of the LED. So you don't get the full 360 immersion experience. Right. <laughs> uh, it comes with a nice little app. And um, the effects lab. The timer, the brightness, the mode, you could set music, you could do video, you could do color, you could do scenes, you could do part of your TV, you could do all of your TV. I was at somebody's home not too long ago that had one of these, and I found the thing darn distracting. And they yeah. we were just watching a game. <laughs> Imagine watching a movie or a horror movie, and now you're literally seeing these colors all over your wall.
2: Yeah, it could, could be really, you know, quite frustrating to just constantly see, the, see, see that dancing in the background while you just simply just want to watch a good movie or a game.
1: Imagine now your TVs become like they do at Disney. You're at home and now you have a theater just like in Disney where they start selling a kit. And now you start making your furniture become a 3D experience where maybe you have things that vibrate in the furniture, or you have different sensations that's coming too. Or maybe a chair that you buy that could be several thousand dollars or more, maybe 15 grand that will rock you or that might tumble or that might appear like it's going to roll over or do different things. So how (laughs) much do people want to push the edge?
2: Yeah, they're they're willing to just go all the way with this stuff and get crazy. And and as they mentioned earlier, it's it's like having a party in your room. And I don't know if I want to have a party every day while watching TV.
1: I think it might be nice once in a while. Yeah, once like in a, a while. Club, first all, yeah. But I don't think I want this every single day. No. Yeah.
2: I, I, I this almost see.
1: reminds me, I don't know if you heard what happened this week in uh, Great Adventure at Jackson Hole. Excuse me, not Jackson Hole. I'm thinking of Wyoming, but, it, but, it, but in uh, Jacksonville, I should say, New Jersey, El Toro uh, partially derailed.
2: Yeah yeah that's very unfortunate you know and um, and jessica yeah. their
1: their keynote person mm-hmm. said that the ride operated exactly as it was supposed to it prevented the tram from going off the track but i'm like why did the wheel come off the back <laughs> why did it come up she got yeah. acted just as it was supposed to mm. but now the commission for the rides and amusements have mandated that that road that ride actually be taken offline until mm-hmm. us uh proper repairs are made and until they issue a statement that it can be reopened by the manufacturer yeah As- so uh i think and i don't want to blame it on COVID because everybody says that i really think what it comes down to is that people during COVID are not giving the same attention to detail right and so when the amusement park reopened and eh, maybe they're operating on a skeleton crew And I know because when I went to, uh, I was in high school and the first time I ever rode a roller coaster was actually uh, Batman. It was a steel coaster. Mm -hmm. And I had studied the roller coaster for a while. I was there for my physics trip. And uh, I talked to one of the engineers for at least a couple hours before I felt confident enough to go on it. When I knew what he did and all the safeties and (laughs) I figured out the probability. It's probably pretty safe. But the thing is there's a lot of human maintenance that has to be done now yes right. these sensors can fail okay and when they fail he explained to me that there's six sensors okay and yeah. if, th- if more than four fail the ride shuts down oh. if one fails the ride doesn't stop so that's like oh that's that's weird if a sensor yeah, this- fails why wouldn't it stop well, we have six sensors on each car, so we don't want to stop the ride. At least four of them fail or they trip. Right?
2: Yeah. yeah you know, that just doesn't sound safe. And, um, they, they, you know, they really should check that out and, and really look into that further.
1: I, I agree with you. So we'll have to see, you know, the voices yeah. that uh, we're hearing from Jessica and from the PR crew and other people in the manufacturer, but I'm happy they took it offline. I'm very happy about that. Uh, but I think maybe it might be time for El Toro to be decommissioned. You know, they took great American screen machine down and they actually just say they're upgrading the ride. They don't say it's because of safety reasons, but maybe they, they missed the boat. Maybe this ride should have been decommissioned in so many years. You know, there's a lifespan on roller coasters.
2: It is, you know, these things are, you know, not built to, to last forever. They're not, they're not like, um, a train, you know, that was built, you know, uh, to, to, to last for, for decades, you know, th- these things are supposed to be service and maintenance and then replace once they have, uh, served their, you know, their, their mileage.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing is, they said they got everyone off the, the ride within 10 minutes of, uh, the situation happening. Right. That wasn't bad, but if you were on that roller coaster and you had to wait 10 minutes, I mean, granted, 10 minutes is not a long time, but if you're there and they weren't hanging upside down, I still think 10 minutes is a long time.
2: Yeah, just be sitting one place, you know, like uh, you don't st- – I don't think you, you – know, well, you can be landed uh, landing on a plane and, and be sa- sitting in the runway for a while, but <laughs>
1: – Sitting on the top of a, yeah, of but a sit- hill or on the bottom, and you know some of those people could have been on the top of a hill. Yeah. Some of them might have been down and they didn't care, but some of them might be on the top.
2: Yeah, that that's that's not just that's just not acceptable.
1: Just, no, I, I I think it was really poor taste of yeah. uh Great Adventure. And I've really strongly considered not going there anymore. Because if this is the kind of monkey business they're gonna pull, I just don't think it's right. I mean, you know, I'm not a great big fan of Disney World, it's okay, but I got to say one thing. I think they do do a better job of their ride maintenance. The reason I'm not very fond of them is I went there and I got food poisoning and they try to deny it and all that. But I have to say, I think Disney does do a very good job on safety. You know that the second thing. Um, so basically the way Disney works is, is, is they work on the premise of safety, courteousness, um, best show efficiency. So what does that mean? That means that they will actually be rude to you if it's to keep you safe. Hmm. They would rather waste more ammunition to have a better show.
0: Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I believe that. I believe that.
1: So I, I have to say, as much as Disney, you know, gets slack all the time, I do believe they have a better uh, operation for management. I'm really disappointed with Great Adventure and the operation center. I'm just, I'm kind of appalled. I don't know how good Universal is. I mean, we don't really hear too many stories, but you don't usually hear too many issues at Disney World having problems.
2: No, but the, the, then again, though, John, you know, you're comparing, you know, a brand that you know is highly respected and has been doing this for years and and, and know what it takes right, right to, to, to to deliver quality versus you know. Uh, a place that got one location.
1: <laughs> Great Adventure, I think, has two or three. Yeah,
2: yeah, two or three. You know, but you three. know, getting still, that they're, they're not like you know uh, some international brand. You know that um, this this highly well known.
1: And I think that this is going to really set them back because if you're making yeah. a decision on whether to go somewhere, you probably won't go there because well, is the ride safe? That's probably everybody saying, "Is it safe?" Right. And I don't know now that this lady has let's say stated what she stated i don't think i could ever believe her again because if she's willing to lie about this well what else is she willing to lie about or as we'll say leave out details <laughs> or omission of the truth yeah.
2: Omission mission of the truth is still still a lie and we we, we all we all grew up uh, learning that so um and these ceos and these representatives and spoke for people they 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 can't they can't hide, you know, uh, even though they they try
1: to. Speaking about uh, voices and hearing things, how would you like to go to your local, I don't know, food store or grocery store or department store? And you hear a whisper in your head telling you to buy something. What would you think if you heard that? If you heard something in your head, what's the first thing that would go through your head if you were in a store and, and you you're you thought you heard something in your head?
2: I will immediately say, you know, is it Halloween yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh my question is, have have you gone nuts? And yeah. the answer is no, but the advertising agencies have. And so I think they're stepping this up a little bit too much. And so what they're actually starting to do, don't be surprised, even if it's not Halloween, if you get little suggestions of like, buy Peter buy milk you know <laughs> i mean just little things like that or buy chocolate you know <laughs> just little and they're going to be whispers so they're not going to seem like the whole concept is to make it seem like it's you thinking about it and yeah. a lot of people are going to be like oh i guess i should buy that yeah you know, my my subconscious is telling me to buy that i should buy it i think it's dirty
2: it is is th- very dirty
1: it, but, it's really bad i mean yeah. you know coca-cola these other companies are not really to not blame because i mean i'm not a coke drinker but you know what they do in the movie theaters when they start the movie up what do they do they 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 pour the soda i mean, they do the same thing yeah
2: and, and then, then they tell the, you that
1: subliminal advertising doesn't work baloney yeah, i mean when they show plan. you something like that it causes a craving for you to want to go get something yeah. and um I, I don't know uh somebody told me something very interesting today uh marcus that, you know, we might have heard the story. Uh, you can you can't you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I heard something I never heard before. What's that, John? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, but you can lead a horse to water and you can make him drink. So I just when I heard this with a person I was like. No, 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 you, you have it wrong. I was like, it's like, it's, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. So like, no, 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 you can lead a horse to water and you can make him drink. I said, well, that's not how it works. He says, well, I have a different side of the story. So I wanted to hear this because yeah. all my life, and you probably heard the same thing, yeah. you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And so he says to me, John, it depends how you lead the horse to the water. Hmm. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? So he said to me, he says, you put salt in your hand and you have the horse take your salt and you take your palm and you're walking toward the water. It takes the salt and now the horse is very uh, uh, thirsty. <laughs> so now the horse drinks.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one there. That, that, that's, that's really palm packed and it you know, really illustrates what's
1: happening here too. So, so I I, like I, I mean, isn't that kind of like crazy?
2: That's, it's crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I just like, I mean, I was like, when I heard, I'm like, oh, so so it's in the delivery. Yeah. That's kind of like saying if you go to get a car, buy or lease a car, you can bring a person to the dealership, but you can't make him buy. You could bring a person to the dealership, but you can make him buy. So what do you do? I mean, how do you, it's a similar thing. I think it's the same thing. It's just what you're using to motivate the person. Right. But we all know when you go to a restaurant. And uh, they have free appetizers, right? Mm-hmm. But you got to pay for the drinks. Yeah. And the appetizers are always salty. Yeah. <laughs> so they know what they're doing. Yeah. But you put a little less salt in the popcorn. You put a little. Salt. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a mix. We can't control it. Right. <laughs> and drinks are how much? Twelve dollars. How much to the drinks? And water, you have water? Oh, we don't have free water. Well, do you have water? Oh yeah, we have water. Same price as soda. It's seven dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. Per glass. Well, we just have bottled water. Oh. <laughs> the small ones like that is seven dollars. We only have one size. Last story I'm gonna tell you. I went to a place locally, I'm not gonna mention their name to destroy their innocence, which they really aren't innocent. I went to this place to have lunch. They make like homemade pizzas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh I wanted all oh, I drink is water. So I got my RO, I got water, which was filtered, and then they had so the lady says to me. She says, uh, "Would you like water?" And um, I said, "Yes." She didn't tell me that there's filtered, non-filtered, and so she opens a bottle, pours the water. Let's just say my pizza was—I don't know—ten dollars. Okay. Okay. I get a bill. Okay, no joke. I get a bill. How much do you think I get a bill for? I have about three. Bottles of water that they keep, you know, they're big. I keep drinking yeah. the water. How much do you think I'd get a bill for?
2: Yeah, I mean, that, that bill shouldn't have been no more than 20 bucks, huh?
1: $31. Oh,
2: wow. That's a ripoff.
1: <laughs> $10 for the pizza, <laughs> and it's $7 for the bottle of water.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. But the
1: filtered water is free. So I won't go back there. I said, what? Oh, you didn't tell us you didn't want. The bottled water. Well, you didn't ask me. Oh, we always serve the bottled water unless you tell us well, it should be the other way around because I have to pay for it. Well, that's how we do it. We just serve the premium water first. <laughs> so something's wrong, uh, you know, obviously with that picture. But yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's just going to have to see what happens. But, you know, another interesting little story, you know, we always say that everything should be silent, right? Right. And so here's one time the Marcus, when being silent might be deadly. Mm. there's a guy in pakistan and uh he sits quietly in his cubicle with his remote control or his control on his um actually on his computer because he has a drone and he's controlling it from his computer but this drone marcus is silent oh wow until it comes on its prey and it launches an ambush of weapons. And then you hear it firing the ambush and killing people. Oh, no. So I'm wondering something, Marcus. Is it going to be a law that drones can't be quiet? So they don't sneak up on people like that? Yeah, one, and the like... fact that they had ammunition on a drone, I was like yeah. blown out of the water. I
2: think that's everyone's fear, you know, is the fact that, like, these drones will be weaponized and that, like, they'll be coming out of the sky just, like, you know, sneaking up on people that, you know, that that are targets.
1: Well, not to scare you, but, you know, the military already does have drones. Yeah, yeah they do that. They're yeah, they, militarized. Yeah,
2: yeah, but, you know, bringing that here, you know, uh, where stateside and, and, and making it a, a, a civil thing.
1: I, I mean, the FAA is going to be all over this. You know that.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: So, uh, of course, it happened in Pakistan. It's not going to happen in the United States. Yeah. The guy would have been in jail if he did. If it <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but everything they do in Pakistan, they could do whatever they want. Yeah. And it's a very weird place. Like, the only place I know that the power goes out and they have no way to work all day. Mm. But I don't believe half the time the power goes out there. I think they just make excuses between the power going out. And them saying that somebody's in the hospital. I just it's just a, like a common thing with them. You know, it just yeah. it just uh I think it's their work ethic over there.
2: Yeah, it is. You know, it's a little bit different, slightly different from you know what we do the way we do things over here. And and then of course the, the labor's a lot more inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get different results.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh interesting. So I think drones, there's definitely going to have to be some rules passed about, you know, the fact if you're flying a drone that uh, it can't be below so many decibels because we're talking about not a small drone. We're talking about a pretty big drone Mm. and that drone, you know, let's not the size of a helicopter, but pretty close to it. And with all those propellers running, you're going to hear it. It's a silent drone silent motor
2: yeah that's scary that's that's really scary you know talk about if we're talking about scary technology that that's definitely on the list there
1: so i think you know we have to be alert for things like this i don't think it's going to happen in the u.s but not that that guy's going to fly here but here he was he's sitting in a cubicle okay and he's controlling this drone from his cubicle wow Um, but to get back on that sound pitch thing, I wanted to tell you about before. So not only did I tell you about the whispering, well, this company called Mm Holosonics. they not only have done what I mentioned to you, but they're developing something that use very tiny speakers to focus sound into a very narrow beam. They call it ultrasonic frequencies, but it's very similar to a dog. How, you know, we can't hear a whistle for a dog, but they can. It's too high for the human ear to hear. But as the sound travels, it distorts the sound and makes it audible. So the air distorts the sound. Oh, wow. Thus, if you are standing in the right place, you will hear it. Only in a certain spot. And they're going to use sensors to set messages off based on. Now, if they tie that into people's preferences, they're going to know what to pitch you when you go to the store. If you want chocolate or if you want Hagendash or whatever you want, they're going to know your profile.
2: Then all they have to do is simply beam you.
1: That's it. So when you get close and you know how they're going to do it, your phone. Right. Your phone has your preferences on it, or you go to a store and you scan. Well, once they scan and they've targeted you, now they know who you are and they know that person, and they can pretty much track you in that entire store. Yeah, I think that should be illegal.
2: It really should. You know, uh, we've become a too too vulnerable uh, to give up so much of this free data (laughs) unknowingly uh, to these companies so they can weaponize it against us in a way for them to fill up their pockets with more and more more of our money.
1: Well, it has come to that moment, uh, Marcus, that we're at the top of our hour um, and we're done with our show for tonight, unfortunately. But listen, if you have a product uh, or you have an idea for our show, you can visit jmor.com, Click on the reach up button on your top right. Let us know what product you have. You will have to donate it to us and send it to us, of course, free, free, free paid. You also cannot pay us to tell us what you want us to say about your product. Thus, if you're sending us a lemon and you want us to try to make lemonade out of it, I suggest you keep your product. Uh, but if you want the truth revealed about the product, And by all means, reach out to us. If you have an idea for a show or you'd like to be a guest on a show, you can click on the apply to be a guest on our website under the reach out section. And you need to follow the process. It is all automated. Uh, You do need to go through the process and um, it makes sure people understand what's required, including sign the media release and stuff like that. But we really do look forward to having great guests on our show that are going to be about education. Uh, And the way it works is you'll put a pitch together for us our pre-pitch team will look at it and see if it's something our producers would like to uh, look into. If it is, we'll invite you for a vetting. Um, if not, we'll thank you. And you're always welcome to repitch another idea, but that idea might not be approved. And um, then once you go to the vetting, uh, you'll hear very shortly after that whether you're going to be on the show or whether your idea didn't make it. So there's a pre-vetting, which basically makes sure that, If we want to learn more about you, if we're not interested already, you're going to get an email telling you that we appreciate the time, but we just don't think it lines up with our target audience and our viewers. So unfortunately we need to say goodnight to everyone. And remember to tune in. What is it? Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, 10 10. 10 o'clock. And where can they get that link, uh, Marcus? They can
2: go to uh, transformyoupodcast.com or uh, go to any podcast app, Uh, that you listen to, whether that be Apple, Spotify, and just search Jay Moore Tech Talk Show.
1: Oh, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. So another great reason for you to be on our show. Now you could be on our exclusive podcast uh, network, and uh, that's something brand new we started working with. So, again, we will be back next week with another great show. I cannot believe that we are in, like I said, we're in the month of July right now, and that's going to take us to July 16th. Half of July is over, Marcus. It's out of here. <laughs> it's out of here. All right. We got to wish everyone a great weekend. Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. Don't drive people crazy. Get outside. Go enjoy some fresh air. And get some gratitude for everything you have in your life. And I'll be back to see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 111 That's IT support to 88811, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week.